Welcome to Camden Cast. Oh, I'm Tanvi. I'm Erin. This is our seventh Heaven podcast. Thrown for a loop now. Who's talking when? I don't know. Um, so I did that once before. <laughs> um, in this episode of Camden Cast, we will be covering season four, episode 13 of Seventh Heaven. The title is Who Do You Trust? And Amazon Prime doesn't have a question mark after it, but apparently the internet has a question mark after it. Um, and in Germany, it is called A Question of Confidence. Um, our IMDb user synopsis is Robbie and Mary get to go to the movies on a double date with his brother Rick and Lucy but that unwilling couple ends up cheating on their partners while Robbie has another secret Simon and Nigel buy cigarettes illegally for a school project yet Eric waits even while they ponder about smoking just one Matt is a wreck after Shauna fails to call once worse when she does too cheerfully but his very despair attracts both girl neighbors, his housemate invited. Um, we also have um, another one of like the WB promos to play for this episode. Um, we just wanted to note that in the new year, it seems that they got a new voiceover person. So enjoy. Yeah. Mary Camden is the perfect guy for her sister Lucy. He's really nice. Nice. Great. Huh. He looks a little familiar. Wow. And why not? He's in sync's Lance Bass. But not even a rock star is safe from dad. They were just making out right there on the street. An all-new seventh heaven. Um, That's right. So let's Seventh Heaven with the gratuitous use of Bye Bye Bye, where it is not at all called for. And um, what song would you have in sync? Like, what in sync song would you do for this episode? I don't know anything about in sync. Well, oh, not- okay. Never mind. I'd uh, probably do like It's Gonna Be Me. I feel like that'd be perfect. I guess, yeah. That's I do know that song because you know everyone when it's going to be May. <laughs> so anyway, this is definitely after they had to get the rights for that, and then Justin Timberlake was like, "I'm not gonna date Britney Spears anymore, and I need to go meet Jessica Biel." Jessica Biel does look really great in this episode. So if this is the episode that gets Justin Timberlake's attention, I understand why. All right. Well, so, the episode, I don't even remember, oh, the cold open. But before we do the cold open... Oh, yes, you have a first impression, I believe, or it's like a second impression, actually, because we cheated on this one. Uh, Yeah, for some reason, Erin showed me this episode, like, while she was watching it. Like a year ago-ish? I I think while you were watching it, or... I think it was after I was... All right. Some random time in life before we started the podcast. Um, So I actually remembered a lot about it while while we were going through it. Uh, But my first impression, the first time I saw it was um, Ruthie is a genius. Remember that? I remember, like, uh, because I obviously have a different opinion of Ruthie now, but I remember, like, that being the episode. She's coming into her own. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I understand why you love Ruthie so much. Um, And... 
Oh, you know what? I'm going to talk about the music in this episode. Um, because it's wow, sing- wow. <laughs> yeah, oh. I didn't realize you, like, you made up a really, you brought up a really good point. They only use the, like, guitar riffs. When it's, like, trouble on the horizon. Yeah, like, um, so there was a lot of that, and a lot of, like, jazz breaks for, like, going into the, com- going into commercials with, like, Simon's storyline. Um, I also think that there's, like, a change in Simon now. Uh, it's, I think it started with the last episode. I wonder if it's going to continue with the next few episodes. But he his character is... There's, he's going through some sort of, like... It's probably puberty, but, like, in real life. But yeah. I don't well, really I think like they're it. just trying to be, like, oh, he's, like, going from being a child to a... You know, he's, like, in his early teens. So he's finding himself and, like making mistakes and stuff. I don't really like him any, anymore. Which we haven't seen anyone really do, because, like, Lucy is Lucy and never went through any... I mean, I guess all of her emotions. So... Yeah. Um, so we have a very short cold open in this episode. Uh, it centers on what will be Simon and Simon's storyline. Uh, Nigel is back. Fun fact about the <laughs> actor who plays Nigel. I'm sorry I didn't get, like catch his name, but this is the last episode of 7th Heaven he ever does. Because he quits acting after this episode. He, I, like, I, I, it wasn't that bad, so I don't know why he did that. Something about this, though. <laughs> um, apparently his reasoning for it is that he was getting too old. <laughs> so this is the, yeah, he was at the ripe old age of 13, and he had to retire. So this is the last episode where we're going to see Nigel in. Um, and Simon and Nigel are, we don't know why, but they go to, they're like at a deli, and they go and they ask the clerk uh, to to buy a pack of cigarettes. And then he's like, and oh. And Butterfingers. Who yeah. buys Butterfingers? I love Butterfingers. <gasps> Betrayal. Bart At the headquarters. S- Bart Simpson made me do it. Uh, it's all that advertisement. <laughs> um, oh, well, that is the point of this episode. Yeah. About the persuasion of advertisement. See? Um... But and maybe this episode of Seventh Heaven also swayed me. I was like, I'm on the fence. <laughs> but uh, so they, the clerk is like, oh, do you want regular or light? And they both, one of them says regular, like Simon says regular, and Nigel says light at the same time. And it's like, they they're very nervous because they're underage. But they get out with the cigarettes, and that's it, right? That's how. Yeah, that's a cold open. So we are led to believe here as viewers that. Simon is a bad boy now uh, because he's buying cigarettes that he's going to be smoking. But the next time we see them, it's resolved, so... No, we'll I mean, get, yeah, we'll get but, to like, that, but. Uh, so we're going to start with Matt's storyline. Who is still just moping because Shauna, Shna, Shna. Uh, um, is in New York now, uh, and, a, and John has, like, been dealing with this, so John comes home one day and is like, I've got great news... I have invited the two female, like, our female neighbors who live, like, in the apartment upstairs um, to come to dinner tonight, and one of them is white, and one of them is of the African-American persuasion, as John puts it. So he's like, oh, this is great. We're each going to, like, I don't know, have a, have a date tonight. Um, and Matt's pretty much like, I don't need a date. I already have a girlfriend. Uh, just to back up a little bit here, Matt starts the episode at the Camden house where everybody is kind of like, are you okay, Matt? Like, Lucy's making him a sandwich. Lucy's done his laundry. Ma- uh, Mary's like, they're there. And um, the Rev is also 
questioning if Matt's okay. We realize that Matt very much isn't okay. One, because we know that long-distance relationships don't work out for Matt, but also because Shauna missed her phone call. Um, so it's I think the first time she, it was her turn to call, and it's the first time she's missed it. But um, so we're, you know, but I'm pretty sure, like Ruthie says that, and then she's, we're led to believe it won't be the last. Um, I'd also just like to point out that in the end of the last episode, Mary made his point to tell Matt that him and Shauna were going to be okay. But then in this episode, which, like, presumably takes place a few days later... She's like, they're never going to make it. Yeah. Um, so Matt's feeling down. Um, he, John's obviously trying to lift up his spirits, not really working. Um, he does get... He gets his phone call from Shauna eventually. And we learn that the reason she didn't call was because she was... Uh, eating Chinese food until 4 a.m. Yeah, in Chinatown. She was like, we went to Chinatown, and I didn't get home until 4 a.m., and I was like, wow, that's a lot of Chinese food. So they get into kind of a fight where uh, Shauna calls Matt out for being jealous, and he's like, I'm not jealous, you just are doing all these things without me, and... Oh, like, the, oh, the reason they... I'm sorry, I remember the conversation. The reason yeah. they get into the fight is because she says, well, no matter what, we'll still be friends, and he's freaking out. He's, like, he's oh, like, oh, you just want to be friends now? Yeah. Um, so she's... Yeah, then they have that little argument. He's still not... He's, like... I don't know. I feel like it would have been more interesting if, if after this conversation, he was like, oh, yeah, like, gonna, like I'm going to see that girl tonight, and then, you know... Yeah, um, yeah. If if she thinks we're just friends or whatever, but instead he's still moping around. John is like, you have to. John like gives makes him put on a clean shirt or whatever because we get the idea he hasn't been showering or changing his clothes. Just you know, de- depressed living. Yeah, his hair looks all stringy and like oily. Greasy, also, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so John has a has made a lasagna for the lady neighbors uh, and like a whole like nice spread of like bread and salad. And they're very excited when they arrive because apparently they could smell the cooking up in their apartment. Uh, it's Barbara and Angela. Um, but as soon as they get introduced to Matt, Matt starts crying. And the next time we visit John and Matt's apartment, like Matt is m- monopolizing their time. Yeah, John is the only one sitting at the kitchen table, which I don't think we've said this before, but the kitchen table is a foosball table that they just put a, like, a tablecloth over. No, they they put, like, a, a surface over it. It's, like... Oh, like a piece of wood? Yes, or something, like, some sort of, like, but it tabletop. Very, it sits very high, and their seats don't... Like, yeah. Their, their seats are too low. For how high the tabletop is. It's very strange. Yes. Um, um, so they're talking... The girl's trying to comfort Matt about the whole situation with Shauna. Matt has, I guess, this funny... Actually, it is pretty funny. um, Where he, like, looks down at one of the girls' jeans. And he's like, Shauna used to wear jeans. He, like, starts crying. Um, And none of them are eating because, like, Matt's like, I don't really have an appetite. And the, the girls are like... We can't eat either, even when they, even though when they arrive, John is like, oh, you said you were starving when you got here. So... We visit them again, and now Matt seemed to, have, like, has stopped crying, but now the girls are kind of, like, draped over him, um, and they're, like, touching him now. And John's now completely fed up, so he, like, drags Matt out into the hallway, and he's like, this is not fair, you have both of them, and I have none of them, and you have a girlfriend, and... Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I'm not doing anything. I don't know what you're talking about. And while this is happening, 
hijinks, the phone rings, and it's Shauna, and these girls who, they have, they just met Matt and John, pick up the phone in their apartment, and, and, um, one of the girls is like, oh, is this Shauna? Um, so, you know, Matt, pick, like, runs and picks up really quickly, and then Shauna's like, who's this girl that's picking up the phone at your apartment? Blah, blah, blah. And then Matt tells the truth. I mean, they weren't doing, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and she's like, oh, and how does she know about me? Um, it kind of like goes, it cuts off there. So we don't know how the rest of the phone conversation goes. Uh, because when we get back, the girls and John and Matt are setting up the next dinner. Um, yeah, they're like, come back next week and we'll actually eat that time. Um, I think they said that they'll do it at the, the girls apartment instead of John and Matt's. So they leave. John's like looking positive about things working out with Angela and Matt immediately runs to call Shauna, but dun-dun-dun, Shauna's not, not at her there. place. She's probably eating Chinese food until 4 a.m. again. But I wonder what, like, I guess we're supposed to assume that whatever conversation Shauna and Matt had when she called initially didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, like, I wish they had give, given us some sort of a hint as to what the conversation, like, where it was headed. Because it didn't, I don't know, could you tell what the argument could have been about or or did he just say I can't talk to you right now because we have guests over like I don't I don't know uh, yeah but like that's what I mean like we don't know what the yeah. conflict is now no I but was it res- like but do we think it was resolved I don't think so because from the way that Matt looked at the fact that no like she wasn't picking up the phone yeah and the way the camera panned out it yeah. seemed like it was dramatic well obviously it's just setting up this conflict for them to eventually like break up um and this is my other question spoiler alert um why make, sh- like, the Shauna a series regular when they clearly, was, like, she was either leaving the show or she wasn't going to be in the show as much? Like, what was the point of that? Maybe they didn't know what they were going to do with her. Then why make her a series regular in the first, and, and, like, they don't, we've had plenty of long relationships with the Camden children and none of them have become series regulars. Right. So yeah. I don't understand. Maybe it was like a, a negotiation between the actress and the show or something. Perhaps. We may never know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll look it up, but I'm pro- pretty sure I won't find that much information about it. Uh, so that's Matt's storyline, done and done. We'll move on to Simon. Simon, who we immediately, I think immediately after the opening credits, um, we see Simon and Nigel walking back to the Camden house, and they're like, I can't believe that guy sold us cigarettes, and we find out that they are doing a school project on, like, people that sell cigarettes to minors. I don't know what kind of school school project this is. Um, it's for social studies. Oh, I guess. No, I mean, it is. <laughs> I know, but, like, it, it just oh, you, doesn't okay. really make sense. Um, so... Maybe it's, like, civics or something. Yeah, they're all hyped... That they got the cigarettes, and they're like, oh, I wonder who, like, what other stores we can go to to get people to sell us cigarettes. Um, Nigel is convinced that them getting all of this evidence will somehow help them... Testify before Congress. About what? I don't know. I guess about more, like, stricter laws for... But there's already laws about not selling to minors. It's not, like, what are they going to do about making sure that people check ID. Like, I don't understand I don't know. what can come from this. Banning tobacco. Um, so they they come home and they run straight up to Simon's room and the Rev is like, something's going on with those two because every, like, the Rev is always 
thinks something is going on. So he's like, uh, Annie is like, oh, you can snoop or you can cook dinner. And of course, haha, jokes about how bad the Rev is at cooking. Uh, and he snoops and sees them throw, like, the Simon and uh, Simon's bedroom door is like a little open. So he sneaks and sees that they're throwing the cigarette. Back the and the forth. door's like wide open, yeah. and they're just throwing the cigarettes around. Like, ha ha! I can't believe we got cigarettes. They're still uh, basking in this victory, and I just want to bring up very quickly that um, they're in an earlier conversation with Nigel. Nigel points out the fact that Simon has been growing a mustache for the last three months, and I'm glad that this came out in the forefront because Aaron and I have been looking at Simon's face for the like for the most of the season, uh, wondering what is happening. Yeah. It doesn't... I'm not going to say anything. Um, so, uh, obviously, Sim, uh, the Rev and Annie think that they're smoking cigarettes because they don't understand about this, like, school project, which we don't really understand about either. Um, they want to, like, level up the school project by saying, oh, maybe all by we'll add on to the fact that we can get cigarettes so easily by then smoking and talking about the effects of cigarettes. Yeah, because they were like, if kids are able to buy cigarettes, even if they don't want to smoke them, they're going to be tempted to try... Um, I don't know. It's like it's kind of foolish. There's no real logic. But now, in between this, um, they have had dinner. And during the dinner, the Rev, we get the idea. We don't see the scene... But the Rev was putting pressure on, um, like, the kids at dinner that, um, I don't know, that, that confessing to things will, like, free their soul and everything. Um, and this elicits a confession from Ruthie about she broke something. I don't know. Well, something, something of Annie's that she broke a few months ago that she now has admitted to, um, and, which is not the point, obviously. It was to get Simon and Nigel to confess. Simon and Nigel are now onto the fact that the Rev and Annie know that they are hiding something. So for some reason, that pushes them even further into their plan about smoking a cigarette. So I think the next thing we really see is them out in the garage, like, lighting up. Yeah, they, they light a match, and then Annie comes out and, like, is throwing out the trash. So they don't actually light the cigarettes. And then they go back in the house and run upstairs. Yes. And that, I think, is where they smoke the cigarettes. They smoke... Yep. In the we house. don't actually see the smoking. Someone else smells it though. Yeah. I think it's like Matt is at the house or no. Uh, it's the it's the Rev and Annie are the ones because oh. it's right when they're yelling at Lucy. But like they okay. waylay, they're yelling at Lucy to go upstairs. Yeah. Um, and we don't see them actually smoking, but we see the aftermath where Simon and um, Nigel are explaining their school project. Which this is another thing. So it's stupid. <laughs> okay, like, I, the thing about, the thing that they've set up with Simon is, a lot of this episode is characters being out of character. Uh, and by characters, I mean really Lucy and Simon. Simon is set up as being this very smart and kind of, like, um, wiser for his ye- years kind of, like, character. And, like, for some reason, he thinks that this is a, this project is a good idea. One, and two, that, like, smoking the cigarette is a good idea, even though... Like, earlier in the show, he was in trouble for smoking cigarettes. Right. And he mentions it. Yeah, he says, like, we did it, and I felt, he was like, I got so sick. So why would he do it again? But I guess, again, I don't know. I just chalk this all up to the characters, at least in Simon's case, because you said, like, for the past few episodes, 
he's been like out of character that like he's changing and now like is more susceptible to like peer pressure and things like that because like that's like how like adolescent psychology is that you know he's like at the age where like the relationships that are most important to him uh, are the the ones that are like outside of the house now so I just figured that like Nigel was like pressuring him and he was like okay yeah you like you want to do it so which is also I, I don't want to you know yeah didn't really have any back it would make sense if like Nigel never smoked a cigarette but Nigel also says that he and Lynn smoked a cigarette and which, they also got sick which is also ridiculous because when like what when when Lynn was five too what are the odds that this would happen so, I, I mean, I'm my point is that, like, it makes sense if, like, they were doing it for a good reason, but the reasons that they decide to, like, come up with for the Rev and Annie are just, it's stupid, and I've, I know Simon to be a lot smarter than this, right? Like, this is the character that only, what, five, six episodes ago, he went around to different religions to find out how to assuage his guilt. Like, this is a guy that, like, thinks about things, so I don't yeah. understand why he's not thinking about this. Well, um, I guess he thought, like, a worst, the worst-case scenario is, like, he's like, oh, it's a school project. Uh, uh, I was just annoyed. I was very annoyed with Simon. If our rating system was different, I would make him move down, but he's already down there, so... Um, <laughs> We'll move on to the to Ruthie now, I guess. We'll have a little interlude. Um, this is another episode where I really appreciated Ruthie. Um, she has a science project. So the way that the science project works is that it's in, a, like, a paper like bag. A package in the fridge, and we see everybody taking it out and, like, smelling it and feeling it, and Ruthie pops up every time someone's looking at it, and she's like, oh, do you want to know what's in it? And you have to give me... A dollar, and I will tell you. So the first one who does this is the Rev, and he's like, oh, that's excellent. Um, and then he pays for Annie to find out as well, and Annie's like, oh, my God, that's a great science project. That's maybe the best science project I've ever heard of. Oh, again, not science. I don't know what schools Brenda Hampton went to or what kind of subjects they taught there. Um, um, so... The ne- I think the next person that um, is intrigued by this uh, is Simon and Nigel. Uh, side note, Ruthie is hiding in a cabinet. <laughs> yeah, just waiting for people to open the fridge and look at it. Um, Simon is, like, not into it, but uh, Nigel is, and he learns about it, and he's like, ooh, this is actually a really good idea. Um, so I think we get the idea that almost everyone, well, at least um, the Rev Annie... Uh, and Nigel. Nigel have paid, and then at the end, uh, Simon is finally like. Well, Simon and Nigel can't use the project that they're doing, and it's due. Oh, like yeah. And they're like, "What do we do now?" So, uh, Ruthie says, "You can take you can take my project if you want." So again, science project in a social studies class. I'm very confused. So uh, the project is about alchemy. She. Like, has put... And alchemy, alchemy is turning one thing into another thing. So she's put, like, nothing, something ordinary into the bag, which is, I think, straw. And she's turned it into money, which is that... Because people get so intrigued by what's in the bag... They will pay her to find out. And it's, it's great. G- yeah, it's great. I would... The only thing she's I She's hustling would, everyone yeah. again. Again! The only thing I would change about that is that every time somebody new asks, she should increase the price. Yeah. Like... For Annie, it should have been $2, and for Nigel, it should have been 3 and so on and so forth. Because uh, it's worth more now. No, it's it's worth less because somebody already, somebody else knows who might tell you for free. But they it's won't, w- though. Like, the Rev was like, no, 
like I'll pay for it. Yeah. Like I don't. I think people once they get in on it, they want somebody but, else to be duped worse I, than they were. I guess if you think look at it that way, but. Um. So the that, way the okay. a statistic like. Economically, it's worth less the more that the more people that know. But but economically, it doesn't take into consideration like human Seven emotion, <laughs> and also just like gen- general human cynicism and like spite. Um, right, that's why economics is a social science <laughs> and not a real science. So uh, we'll get to, I think the the main like not the main storyline, but the one that was uh, all about instincts, lands, bass. Um, so it's Mary and Lucy once again are kind of together. Uh, Mary, I guess everything works out with Robbie okay because they're back on. I mean, they weren't not on before, but he just was missing for an episode. Robbie and Mary have been going on their in-house dates. <laughs> um, and Robbie's like, enough. I want to, like, take you somewhere else. So they come up with the idea that they might be allowed to go on a date if they double date. So Robbie enlists his little brother, Rick. Uh, Played by NSYNC's Lance Bass. And um, decides that Rick, like, they'll volunteer Rick to go on a date with Lucy. Um, thinking that this would work because Rick is like... Well, they also said he's a National Merit Scholar, but they're like, oh, Lucy's like, um, Mary's like, my parents will never let me go on a date with, like, without someone that they don't know that well. So he's like, well, Lucy, they know pretty well, so, like, she'll come with us and be... I guess he's, like, it's kind of proposing, like, Lucy's like a chaperone. Um, and I think so. it's supposed to be, like, the match is supposed to be, oh, National Merit Scholar with, like, the girl who does have Tef for Humanity, and they, like, really trust Lucy, so... Yeah, they're both just good kids. Uh, Little do they know. So Lucy well, gets dressed up in her fuck-me boots <laughs> and... Her, like, leather her- miniskirt and her... Animal, big cat print, we still don't know. What animal it is. Um, I forgot to pay attention. So the Rev and Annie give their permission because... uh, in this, I actually really liked Annie in this episode because she was obviously the voice of reason to the Rev's, like, heightened horribleness. (laughs) He was extra horrible. And so was Lucy. So Lucy, before the date, calls Rick... And just to make sure that they're platonic. Now, they've never seen each other before, so... Lucy has, like, Lucy... No, doesn't Rick call Lucy? No, she calls him. Oh. oh, yeah, she's, like, ready to call it off. And he's like, I have a girlfriend, so this is just going to be platonic. Well, the I think what we're supposed to gather is that um, Mary describes him as nice, and usually, like, when somebody's described as nice in high school, it's not like they're, they, like, good-looking. Yeah. And we gather on the other side that Robbie's described Lucy as the Habitat for Humanity girl, so... Uh, Lance Bass, Rick, has this idea that she's not going to be that pretty. So As he says, he thinks that she was going to be like a hunk, a clunker or something? With a hammer. A, like clunk, that, a clunker, whatever that means. It definitely has negative connotations. Well, a clunker is like a beat-up car, not yeah, like a, I know. a person. I just confirmed it is leopard print. I just... <laughs> um, so... We they like finally see each other, and uh, Rick's first reaction is "Wow!" And so we're supposed to gather that like Lucy looks hot. Um, I don't see it, so somebody else can tell me why. <laughs> but um, I guess it's the outfit. I don't know. I mean, they need to make she's like a main character on the show. What would it if she and she's like playing a teenage girl? If she didn't, what else would they have her do if she like wasn't going on dates and stuff? I don't know. <laughs> There's more to life than. 
dating? I don't know. Not in Seventh Heaven. Um, That's literally all the characters do. So they're going to an artsy movie theater and... To um, see an old western called Magical Lulu. Although that's not the thing that's playing. but yeah. um, And also it's the same exact movie theater that they always go to. Uh, don't worry, guys. This time Andrew does not show up uh, to ruin another date for Lucy. As soon as they get into the movie theater... Um, Robbie and Mary are, like, making out the whole time. Well, but until from, like, the previews to the time the movie starts. And then Mary takes off her jacket and throws it onto Lucy's head. And then Lucy is like, oh, let's go wait outside for them. So they go out and they sit on a bench. And we, so what we get is that Lucy's really attracted to the fact that uh, Rick is honest. Because he's honest about his girlfriend. He's honest to his girlfriend about going on this platonic date with Lucy. Um, He likes that Lucy's honest about her breaking up with Jordan because she doesn't like, she didn't like him. Um, And just like, so she's like, I'm going to be even more honest. I kind of want to kiss you right now. And they decide to start making out as friends. Uh, uh, platonic making out. Uh, uh, and apparently they do this for the entirety of the, like, the length of the whole movie. But as this is going on, the Rev has, like, snuck out of the house because he wanted to spy on everyone. Um, so he... Goes out thinking he's going to catch Mary and Robbie doing something bad. But he, instead, he catches his good daughter and the good National Merit Scholar out doing bad things. I guess. I mean, it's not really a bad thing, yeah. but whatever. Making out on a street corner. Mm. Well, in I'm, public with a guy she just... The whole, their whole thing is, in public with a guy she just met. Uh, I'd just like to say one thing. I mentioned that, like, characters being out of character. I thought this was really out, out of character for Lucy, given the progress she's made. She, yeah, she hasn't been, like, so, like, boy crazy, I guess, which was kind of how... They set her up to be in the first, like, two, two seasons. I feel like in season three, she kind of... Well, she settled mi- down. Like, Jordan was her guy for the season, basically, yeah. right? Um, but I also think, like, even if she wasn't boy... Like, even if they had kept her as boy crazy, I don't think it's, like, really in Lucy's character... That she would cheat, like, aid someone in cheating? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I think that she'd be like, I don't think this is a good idea. I don't, like... I think the what she... I know, like, a lot of the things surrounding Lucy's, like, character development is her issues with her own Mm self-worth. But I think that she has a baseline self-worth where she would not. And she just said, like, I like how honest you are. And then he's immediately... And, like, why is she fucking kidding herself with, like, we're making out platonically? (laughs) It's like, that doesn't... Because she was... What we find out later... So, of course, they get home, and you mentioned before... That uh, when when they go and find Simon with the cigarettes, they they yell. You know, they get everyone gets gets in trouble. We like to mention uh, this will probably this might be on one of our on one of our social media platforms. Um, you can very clearly tell that Lucy's been makeout central because her hair is all yeah mussed up. Um, and the Rev and Annie confront her. So or well confront both of them at first. Um, Mary kind of storms away first because she's like, will you ever trust me ever again? Which I think is a very valid point. Um, I wanted to bring up, once again, Annie being the voice of reason here. Because Annie's like, look, we, we have to expect the fact that our daughters are going to be kissing boys. Like, and we have to trust the fact that we've raised them well enough to know that they're not going to do anything else. So you can't go crazy like that they're kissing guys. Um, but the Rev, you know... 
doesn't trust Robbie. And she, Mary reads that as her, him not trusting her. So she kind of storms off. And now Lucy's like, oh, I'm going to be, like, indignant about this as well. And I'm going to rush off. But then they're like, look, no, you are in trouble because, like you said, we caught you making out with... In some- public with a guy you just met. And they bring up the fact... Oh, this is another thing that I wanted to bring up earlier was... She's judging Mary for making out in the movie theater when she's the one that initiated that, like, the last time around. Well, they say that, yeah. Annie's like, oh, this is the second time you've done this because there was that guy that Keisha set you up with and you were making out in the movie theater a few years ago. So then, uh, and they're, like, Lucy and Mary's storyline ends with they are, like, ready for bed and they, um... They're talking about how honesty is important. Yeah. Uh, because Lucy's like, oh, I really liked, um, I keep on wanting to call him Lance Bass. Uh, Rick. Rick, because um, he's honest. And Mary's like, honest, he has a girlfriend, and you made out with him. And then she's like, I feel bad about that. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's like, why well, didn't, I was so annoyed. She was so good for so long, and now she's bad again. Yep. I hope she, like, this is just like a... You know, what is it? Uh, recovery is not linear or something. Yes. Yeah, that's like a thing. Recovery from being the worst is not linear for Lucy. So hopefully yeah. this is just a, a minor setback. And then we get the confession out of Mary, which is that she doesn't trust Robbie for some reason. She's like, I just feel like there's something he's not telling me. Cue next scene. Robbie and Rick are getting home. And as soon as they get out of the car, there is a woman who at first I think we're probably supposed to think that it's Rick's girlfriend, but dun dun dun. It's Robbie's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, she's like, where have you been all night? And he's like, I was just out with my brother. Just the two of us went and saw a movie. So, and her name is Cheryl, and she'll be back. Um, they don't say her name, but if you just look on like IMDb, credit it is Cheryl. Cheryl. Um, yeah, we, she, he's like, do you really think I would have been, I would be back this early if I was out with a girl, babe? And, like, he puts and, his own. And then they walk into the house together, so. Mm. So both of these brothers are cheaters. Yeah. Is what we've gathered. Um, and that is the end of the episode. Yeah. One other side note about the, I forget what it's even called, the Battle of the Network Stars. <laughs> Lance Bass is also going to be on that show at some point in the future, so if you're interested in seeing that, you can catch him as well. Um, I don't know that, again, I really don't know that he's a network star because, um, well... What has he been on other than this? <laughs> he was on an episode of Seventh Heaven, and, he, now, he's a, and now he's a network star. Uh, mm. Well, anyway, there's that. I don't have anything else, of no, no other news on... Uh, well, what about your rating for this episode? Yeah, mm, I think I'll, I'll give it a 4.5. It's a solid 4.5 out of 7. That's like, well, we. I, th- I feel like we gave one, I gave one like a 5 in like season 1 or 2. You've given more than one 5, I think. Okay, yeah, this seems like a 4.5. It's good. It was, you know, funny. Yeah, Lance Bass and uh, all that stuff. And science experiments. I think I'm going to give this another five. So that's three fives in a row. Wow. Or like, no, two fives in a row. And three, like, four, like, really high scores in a row. No, wait, it is three fives in a row. (gasps) Ooh. Um, I would have given it higher 
I think I would have actually gone up to a 5.5 or a 6 if it wasn't for the fact that Lucy and Simon kind of annoyed the fuck out of me. But I really did appreciate Ruthie in this, and I like the intrigue that they've um, <laughs> introduced with Robbie. Yeah. So He's a bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there will, I'm sure we'll have Lance Bass all over our social media. Um, we're going to, like, whore him out the way that uh, Seventh Heaven did when they were... <laughs> when they were, yeah, promoting him. Um, is he going to come back? Are we going to ever hear about Rick Palmer ever again? I mean, they make jokes. There's, like, a... Robbie has, like, multiple brothers. Oh. And Lucy is, like, involved in, like, some way with all of them. So the that, fuck? <laughs> that becomes, like, a future joke about, like, ha Lucy and all of the Palmer boys. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, like, you know, Lance Bass never comes back and, and plays the role again, but they talk, they talk about it, like, oh. So I guess that's about it. So you can catch us uh, on our social media, Twitter and um Instagram, our handle is at CamdenCastShow, and on Facebook, we're CamdenCast. And you can listen to us uh, on the iTunes uh, app, Apple iTunes app, or um, on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash CamdenCast. Um, remember, we are here twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And I'm Erin. And I'm Tan B, and this is CamdenCast. No greater feeling than the love of